Uh, I'm going to say no one's better than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Blow up. Buckle in, friends. It's the Wednesday, August 12th edition of Locked On Dolphins. And Minka Fitzpatrick's talking about the Dolphins once again. Which means we need to talk about the things that he said and the things that he shared and the insights he provided to Tyler Dunn of Bleacher Report and a new uh, piece profiling Minka Fitzpatrick and his saga out of Miami and what he aspires to do. And I think the first thing that I want to do is uh, I, I do want to say if you haven't read the Minka piece by Tyler Dunn, it is a very well-written piece. I, I enjoyed the writing of it. I think it's constructed well. But the thing you need to know going in is it's from Minka's perspective. And it's from Minka's point of view. And one thing that's been abundantly made clear in the aftermath of Minka not playing in Miami, is Minka feels as though he was uh, wronged by the Dolphins and needed to get out of there. And, and that case becomes very clear as Minka continues telling his side of the story to Tyler Dunn. So we're going to break down some of the things that Minka said, some of the things he alleged, and his perspective. <laughs> can be fun. That is what awaits today on Locked On Dolphins. And this passage really says it all. Maybe seeing his athleticism in person would change their minds. Right? Wrong. The trial lasted all of one practice, Fitzpatrick says, and he was given barely any coverage work at all. That's when Fitzpatrick decided he'd had enough, and he admits went rogue. He wanted the coaches to see it even though they were refusing to. So he up and left those hand-to-hand -hand combat drills and jogged across the field to one-on-ones. They were frustrated at me for doing that, he said. But I'm like, I'm not trying to sit here and punch a bag all day. Now compare that attitude and that decision-making and that precedent that he sets and compare it to this quote that Brian Flores offered in August of 2019, a full month ahead of the team starting their 2019 season and a month and a half ahead of the team trading Minka Fitzpatrick. It's a team game. Stars are kind of a me thing. I don't, I guess I'm not. It's a team game. There are 11 guys out there and they have to work together. If you have a star who wants to do his own thing, that just doesn't work. I am of the put the team first mantra, and these so-called stars need to be on that page on this team. Hopefully that answers your question. One, th one question that is answered is that Minka deciding he wasn't going to participate in the drills he was being directed to by his coaches because he felt he was better served not sitting around punching a bag all day is about as anti-team and about as selfish and single-minded and self-interested of an individual perspective that you could possibly think of. 
And yes, some very successful players have me-oriented mentalities. Minka Fitzpatrick, unfortunately, appears to be one of them. But when you compare and contrast his actions and his decision-making and how he handled the fallout with Brian Flores versus a quote that Jerome Baker provided on Reddit yesterday during an Ask Me Anything session on Reddit through the Dolphins' official team thread, he was asked what his favorite part about Coach Flores is, and this is what Jerome Baker had to say. Coach Flo is a unique coach, and what I mean by that is he learns you, the players, and he tries in any way to get you to play at the maximum level, if it's challenging you with words, if it's challenging you mentally. He does everything to get you to be the best player you can be. He does a great job establishing trust with guys. Once you establish that, you can really push guys to their limits so they can be their best. I really appreciate that about Flo. He does a great job with that. Minka Fitzpatrick and Brian Flores obviously never developed the trust. But as Tyler Dunn writes in his profile for Bleacher Report, Fitzpatrick was excited at the moment of hiring Flores and then immediately turned off at the idea of being the, being the Patrick Chung type of player that Brian Flores wanted him to be. Chung has plenty of reps and coverage, but Chung is at times a box safety and a nickel linebacker, all things that Minka Fitzpatrick has done throughout the course of his career at Alabama and his rookie season in Miami. And it's apparently not things that he's not adverse to doing in Pittsburgh either. These comments were made in late May from Fitzpatrick. I just like going out there, making plays, and being where I need to be. And last year where I was needed was to be in the middle of the field. It worked out fine. This season, just keep doing what we need to win games. If that's playing corner, linebacker, whatever that may be, that's what I'm going to do. This man said he had no time to sit around and punch bags all day, despite the fact that he was a bad tackler his rookie season in Miami. And Brian Flores probably wanted him to focus a lot of his attention on getting better at the areas that he needed to. They probably knew he could play in coverage, and that's probably why the Dolphins, when the Baltimore and New England games rolled around at the beginning of the season, gave Minka Fitzpatrick the reps he needed and was so desperate to get to showcase his ability on the back end of the defense. And even then, Fitzpatrick had excuses for why the defense didn't play well. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. Whether you're looking for brake parts, engine control modules, new carpet, motor oil, or tail lamps, for your classic or daily driver, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, can have everything you need delivered directly to your front door. And best of all, prices are the same at RockAuto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts so visit rockauto.com right now for all of your auto needs and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices and all of the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com this is another excerpt from Dunn's profile on Fitzpatrick from yesterday. Everything came to a head week one when, after a flurry of 11th hour transactions, the Dolphins actually did throw Fitzpatrick back at deep center, even though he hadn't practiced there at all. Even worse, Fitzpatrick was communicating with players he literally did not know. 
Players signed days before prior were playing on Sunday. It was my first time ever seeing them, Fitzpatrick says. I didn't even know half their names while I'm out there on the field with them. In the middle of the game, I'm trying to communicate with somebody, and he's looking at me like I have no clue what I'm talking about. So let's break this down. There were 806 snaps taken by Miami Dolphins defenders week one against the Baltimore Ravens. And of those 806 snaps, Minka Fitzpatrick himself took 48 of them. And of those 846 snaps by defensive players, 45 or 5.5% were taken by defensive backs or linebackers who weren't on the roster at the start of training camp. And of those 45, 26 were taken by James Crawford and Vince Beagle, rush linebacker types. Steven Parker, 17 reps. Linebacker Dion Lacey, one. Defensive back Johnson Batamosi, one. Minka wants to play the victim card here and make this seem as though there were all of these extenuating variables that pushed him out of Miami, when in reality, Minka thought he knew better than his head coach, who ironically enough, gave him the reps he was asking for the entire time anyway when the games actually rolled around, but he wasn't prepared to do it because he was too busy pouting about how his practice reps were being used. And he throws the team under the bus to suggest that they threw him out there with a bunch of street-free agents, despite the fact that there were 19 snaps taken by coverage options out of 806 against the Baltimore Ravens. This wasn't a, we put you in a position to fail. Brian Flores was challenging Minka Fitzpatrick, physically and mentally, and he failed both of those tests. If Brian Flores could go back and do it over, would he do it differently? Maybe. You can't treat all players the same. Every player has different buttons you have to push. And it seems the buttons that Brian Flores tried to push with Minka Fitzpatrick made him decide he wanted to take his ball and go home with somewhere and go play somewhere that let him do exactly what he wanted to do. Which, ironically enough, now that he's in Pittsburgh, he is more than happy to direct quote from Minka if that's playing corner, linebacker, whatever that may be, that's what I'm going to do. The writing on the wall here, and what it seems to suggest, is that Minka didn't want to be a part of a rebuild. Minka didn't want to sit through a very mentally trying season in 2019. And I'm sure he didn't enjoy spending his practice reps focusing on the things that he's bad at as a football player. But if you're going to be an all-around player, you need the reps to get better at shedding blocks and finishing your tackles. That's just the way it is. But Minka continues to kind of you know, paint himself as a victim here, and it's exhausting. Because at the end of the day, look at his departure and compare and contrast it to that of Jamal Adams with the Jets. Jamal Adams said, hey man, I'm not really digging the direction of this team, and I don't really like the leadership here. I want to get out of here. I don't want to play for you guys anymore. At least he was straight up about it. 
if Minka would have came out and said, hey, you know, you know, I, I really kind of have a lot of concerns about the direction of the team and tearing everything down, and I don't think it's necessarily something I'm interested in being a part of. I'd, I'd probably prefer to go play somewhere else. Would you feel differently than, oh, my skills are being misused, I'm not a linebacker, I shouldn't be covering tight ends, you're misusing my talents, I'm not going to listen to the coaches. I'm going to participate in the drills that I want to participate in because I know better than the coaches, even though they're repping me at the things that I need to get better at based on my rookie tape. And then you get traded and you play exactly what you wanted to do. And then you get to the end of the season and you have feedback from Pittsburgh that you wanted to move around more in Pittsburgh. And in May, you're talking about playing linebacker. It's so hypocritical. And it's exhausting to listen to. And of course, the narrative from the outside football world is going to sit here and hammer the Dolphins because, oh, well, you know, the Dolphins only got a one for Minka and Jamal Adams got all this and that and another thing, ignoring the fact that Minka had played 18 games at the time of his trade. He was missing 12% of his tackles. He had a shitty attitude in Miami at the end. He was embarrassed in the the joint practices with the Buccaneers. O.J. Howard posterized him a bunch because he was getting pushed around trying to play coverage against tight ends. Jamal Adams was a a two-time pro bowler and a one-time all-pro in three seasons. Minka played 18 games, would go on to have an all-pro season in Pittsburgh, but it's apples to oranges, but people don't want to hear that. And people are going to sit here, you can't possibly let Minka Fitzpatrick walk out of the building for only a first-round pick. Well, why not? You used a first on him, he played 18 games, and he had ups and downs. Is there regret? I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's, there's things the Dolphins party, if they were really, truly, as they communicated to Minka, intent on him being a cornerstone piece of the team in the, in the long run probably would have handled certain components of it differently. But that doesn't change that Minka illustrated, let's just say, poor mental toughness and dexterity. And knowing what we know about Brian Flores and seeing how Minka continues to to kind of campaign and try and sell this as this isn't my fault, I'm not the bad guy. Brian Flores doesn't want victims. He doesn't want people that are are out there trying to get people to to feel sorry for them. So good. Good riddance. Good luck. Hope you find everything you're searching for in Pittsburgh, which ironically enough is opportunities to play everywhere and make impacts, which ironically enough is what the Dolphins wanted to do with you. So just a quick fact check here based on Minka's point of view and perspective. Minka claims that the the Dolphins were misusing his skill set, playing him as a potential box safety, nickel linebacker, in the slot, run fits, didn't play him to his strengths. Got to the point where he is completely deciding for himself at practice what drills he does and does not want to partake in. Thinks he's better than his teammates because he none of the other teammates have that choice to do so. 
Wouldn't be surprised if Brian Flores, quite frankly, was just trying to humble humble him a little bit and make a push back as hard as he possibly could. One of the big catalysts for the trade, Dolphins misusing my talents. Pittsburgh plays him single high free safety exclusively. Gets to the end of the season. Wasn't a versatile enough role for Minka. Minka in May says he's willing to play corner, linebacker, safety, or whatever. Minka says Dolphins trotted him out to play the the deep safety position uh, week one against Baltimore, uh, despite the fact that he hadn't practiced there all week. Interestingly enough, Pro Football Focus did not credit Minka Fitzpatrick with a single rep as the free safety in the defense. Minka Fitzpatrick claims that he played with a bunch of dudes who he had never seen before because they had signed a bunch of street free agents in the 11th hour before week one, and those were the guys that played. 5.5% of the Dolphins' defensive snaps week one against the Ravens were taken by players who were not on the roster at the start of training camp. And of those 45 snaps, 26 were taken by two rush outside linebacker types in James Crawford and Vince Beagle, which leaves 19 reps to back seven players. Brian Flores said it best. If you have a star that wants to do his own thing, that just doesn't work. I am of the put the team first mantra, and these so-called stars need to be on that page on this team. I would love to have Minka Fitzpatrick's skill set, but I am not going to miss his attitude a single bit. And I'm certainly not going to miss accommodating somebody who constantly feels like they need to retell their side of the story to make sure everybody knows that it wasn't what it looked like. And the most obvious explanation sometimes is the explanation. The most obvious explanation is Minka came from a high school program that never had to lose. And he came from an Alabama program where he lost three games in three years. And then his rookie season, the Dolphins go 7-9. and nine, And they tear the roster down. And Minka's getting his ass kicked in practice because he can't go play coverage. He's got to learn and, and get better at how to use his hands and be a presence in the box. And he's losing those reps as well. So Minka, who doesn't know how to lose, got tired of losing and decided he wanted to go somewhere else and not deal with it, and not take the challenge head on. And if you don't have the mental toughness to do that, you're not going to be on Brian Flores' team. And so be it. I wish Minka Fitzpatrick had a little bit more mental toughness to him. Maybe he could have stuck it out in Miami. Instead, he'll go play in Pittsburgh, and he's going to look great while he's there. Hope they find a quarterback. Otherwise, Minka Knight might have to learn how to get used to losing after all. It's going to do it for us today on the show. Kyle Crabb signing off. Thanks, as always, for listening to Locked on Dolphins. I promise we'll uh, we'll keep some of our attention the rest of the week on guys who are actually Miami Dolphins and actually want to be here. Uh, but uh, wanted to make sure that we addressed some of these claims because non-Dolphins fans and, and fans who might not necessarily 
fans of the sport who might not necessarily be like totally plugged in as far as like the actual dynamics are going to read. They're going to see Dolphins trade Minka Fitzpatrick. He becomes all pro player. Minka Fitzpatrick explains what went wrong in Miami. And they're going to want to slam the Dolphins for it. And that's the part that makes me mad. And that's the part that frustrates me. Because Minka's side of the story that he told Tyler Dunn is his perspective, and it's quite clear Minka feels like he was the victim. But if you see the bigger picture, there's blame to be laid on both sides of the fence here. And there's plenty of blame to go at Minka Fitzpatrick's feet, no matter what he tells you. Come back and see us again tomorrow. We can actually talk about some real Miami Dolphins.